get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend David Kaplan. He's co-host of Cap and J Hood weekdays from 7 to 10 o'clock on ESPN 1000 up in Chicago. Cap, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? What's going on, boys? Absolutely a great day in Chicago after we beat up on Goat Boy Tom Brady. You forgot how many downs there were. So I got to ask you about the Cubs here in a little bit, but let's start with the Bears. What the hell happened last night? What am I supposed to make of these Bears? Am I a believer now, or what's going on? So I picked them before the season to go to the playoffs because they have maybe it's not the single number one defensive unit, but they're top six, top seven. I mean, they're really, really good. And we're missing Eddie Goldman, who's our big nose in the middle, who's a great run stuffer, and that's a big loss. It's significant. But when you have Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks and Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller and Roquan Smith and Danny Trevathan, I mean, we're loaded. Now, offensively, we've had our issues. I think it will get better. And I think it's a better football team that people give them credit for. They're lucky to be 4-1, and one, but as Bill Parcells said, you are what your record says you are. <laughs> All right, Cap. So, look, back with the Bears here again because my boy's Tom Brady, and oh, my gosh, I was like woof last night. But the Bears did an incredible job uh, on the defensive side. And like you said, they're, they're really, really good defensively. Now, with Nick Foles in there instead of Mitch Trubisky, does Nick Foles, did he provide just enough of a positive offensive vibe to carry them through? Like Mitch Trubisky's capable of ruining the game for you on offense. He stinks, Jamie. He stinks. Okay, I'm being kind of nice, okay? But Mitch Trubisky stinks on offense, and so it doesn't matter how good your defense is. Meanwhile, I think Nick Foles might be just enough offensively to keep this team competitive. Yeah, Nick Foles, look, he started the game the first quarter, quarter and a half, he was flat-out awful to the point where trending on Twitter in Chicago was the name Trubisky and replace Falls with Trubisky. That's how, how people feel. Look, Mitch makes plays with his legs. He's a really good athlete. He's really well-liked in the room. Like He's got all the intangibles. He's just not really good at processing that insanely complicated offense that Matt Nagy brought here. Nick Foles is. And so, yes, I think he's just good enough that if you play good defense, you don't turn the football over, Nick will make enough plays that the Bears can win 
10 football games, maybe 11 football games, that people are going to wake up and go, whoa, we thought that was like a four-win team. How did that happen? Because they're really well coached. They have a great culture up there, and they have a really, really talented roster. Speaking of a good culture, good coach, talented roster, that all typically applies to the Chicago Cubs. And, Cap, I wanted to ask you about what's going on with Theo because we all read the comments that he made earlier this week here in St. Louis, and we're like, whoa, is Theo trying to get his transition playing here? What's going on? What can you tell us about what Theo's current situation is with the Chicago Cubs? Okay, so I reported last Saturday morning, I wrote a story that, Theo Epstein, there is literally less than a zero chance that he is going to accept a contract extension if one was offered to him by the Ricketts. I did my homework on it. The Ricketts family loves him. They would extend his deal. He's got one year left. And Theo has made it clear from the day he was hired here that he was going to stay 10 years, and then he believes in the Bill Walsh philosophy, the late football coach, that after 10 years, the organization needs change and the executive needs change. The people under said executive need to hear from a different voice and the person needs a new challenge. And so he's never, ever run from that thought. And so now here we are, he's nine years in, and they've got a bit of a rebuild on their hands. I'm not talking about taking it down to the studs and losing 110 games. That's not what I'm saying. But what they do have to decide, Chris Bryant's got one year left, Rizzo one year left, Contreras two years left, Baez one year left, Schwarber one year left. What are you doing with those guys? Because if you're going to move them and get anything for them, it's got to happen really, really quickly. And from what I've been told, Theo absolutely wants Jed Hoyer to be promoted into his old job and I believe that will happen. I think the family is on board with that succession plan, and I would not be surprised if Theo Epstein is no longer working for the Cubs in the next six months. He's got a year left. I'll be surprised if Theo's here for the remaining 12 months. I don't see it. All right, Cap, you kind of touched on it really quickly there. Uh, we heard this week that the Milwaukee Brewers, they're talking about, wait, look, we're going to be shedding some payroll here. Financial times are tough. And, of course, we look at the Cubs. And you just mentioned that these guys, a number of them on one-year deals left in their current contract. Are we looking at a situation here with the changing of the guard, Theo Epstein, and with the financial climate of the league is it possible the Chicago Cubs could start just selling off some of their upcoming free agents and just trying to recoup whatever they can for them at the same time by maybe saving some money? 100%. 100%. Now, again, they're not going to take this thing down and go, okay, we'll put an A-ball guy at first and an A-ball guy at <laughs> second. Oh, we got a double-A guy at short. Look, they're a major market. The Ricketts family has a lot of money. But the Cubs are going to lose – because of the pandemic, the Cubs are projected to lose this year about $190 million. That's a hell of a lot of money. I don't care if you're a billionaire or not. That's an insane amount of money to lose. They make about 68 to 70% of their revenue comes from game day operations. By that, I mean sales of tickets, sponsors, uh, beer sales, 
the hotel across the street, all of that stuff. And it's just a fact. None of that's being utilized. And so they have got themselves in a really tough financial spot. Plus, they're a billion, what's with a B, billion dollars in debt because they bought up all the rooftops, the land where the McDonald's used to be, where the hotel is now, the land where now is the office building with the Starbucks and the restaurant. So they're in a tough spot, not going broke. They can pay their bills, but they're going to move money and rebuild. I remember Tom gave me a famous quote back when he bought the team. He said, I felt like I woke up after a really great party and I saw one guy sleeping on that couch <laughs> and another guy on that couch and empty beer cans, and empty pizza boxes. And I'm like, I got to get this thing cleaned up. Well, they're not quite in that position now, but they're not far from it. What are you going to do with Chris Bryant? He's going to get $20 million in arbitration next year. Is he a $20 million player to you? He's not to me. Can't stay healthy. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, I love. He's my favorite player on that team. He's the face of that franchise. I think they'll figure a way out to keep him so he retires a Cub. Javi Baez, they were close to an extension that would have paid him almost $200 million, and the pandemic hit. What are you doing with Wilson Contreras? You're going to give him $20 million a year? What are you doing with Kyle Schwarber, who hit, what, a buck eighty-nine? I mean, they got some real tough decisions here, and I can guarantee you some of it will be money-motivated. I also had another general manager in the game tell me, if you can convince your owner, whether it's St. Louis or anywhere else, bite the bullet and spend a little extra money right now. I know times are tough. There are going to be insane deals available if you take money. You could find yourself with players on your roster going, how did we get that guy? That guy's really good. Yep. But it's like they always say, when the stock market crashes, keep buying. Buy the dip, right? That's that's what they always say, and that's probably what's going to be happening this offseason, Cap. I, I am curious. I wanted to ask you a little bit of a follow-up on the Theo Epstein philosophy of 10 years, get out. That's what you can do, and that's where, where you need to need to be. Because John Mosaloc has now been in St. Louis here locally for 13 years. This is going to be his 14th season coming up. And he does not, obviously, abide by that same philosophy. What is it that goes into that belief by him that he needs a, a restart for both himself and the organization after 10 years, in your opinion? Why does he feel that? Yeah. Uh, he just believes that after 10 years, things start to get a little stale. It's the same old, same old. And you need new voices, new fresh ideas. And he needs a new challenge. So I don't think he's leaving for another tech. I know he's not leaving when he leaves for another team. I think he will step back and reassess. And I could see two, three years from now, whatever he chooses to do in the interim will remain to be seen. But then I think he'll come back as part of an ownership group where he's made a lot of money here. Whether he gets this last year of $10 million or not, Theo's made just on the Cubs portion of his career somewhere around $40 million, maybe more, maybe 50. So he could absolutely be a part of an ownership group. And he knows plenty of wealthy people that would want him as the front face of their team. And the guy making the decisions, it's one, three world series. So yeah, he just always believed that from the first day I met him. Hey man, 
10 years, you need to get re-energized, and that's what I think he's going to do. It's fascinating. We always appreciate the time. He's David Kaplan. You can hear him weekdays from 7 to 10 o'clock on the Cap and J. Hood show up in uh, Chicago on ESPN 1000. Cap, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. All the best to you and yours up in Chicago. You got it. Tell the people at Charlie Gito's, one of my favorite restaurants in the world. Absolutely. We will. That's David Kaplan here on 101 ESPN.